Let's continue. وَأَسِرُّوا قَوْلَكُمْ أَوِجْهَرُوا بِهِ وَأَسِرُّوا and conceal قَوْلَكُمْ your word, your speech أو or إِجْهَرُوا بِهِ Make it out loud or publicize it. Keep your words a secret, conceal your speech and concealing your speech, this can be in different ways. How? That firstly, you just keep it in your heart, conceal it inside or conceal it as in you whisper it, you only share it with a few people. And then, awijharubi, jahr is to make it loud in the sense that it can be heard. So say it openly, say it loudly so that it can be known. Whether you conceal it or you publicize it, it's all the same before Allah. He knows it. You can't hide from Him. إِنَّهُ عَلِيمٌ بِذَاتِ الصُّدُورِ Indeed, He is knowing of that which is within the heart, which is within the chests. What is in the chest? It's the heart. So whatever you have in your heart, even that Allah knows of. What do you have in your heart? Are there some things that you keep just in your heart? Maybe some wishes, maybe some intentions, the real reason why you're doing something. You don't tell anybody about it, not even to your closest friends. It's just a secret with yourself. Even that Allah knows of. So when there's a secret that you keep just with yourself, if that is known to Allah, then what do you think about secrets that you share with people? Or things that you do openly? إِنَّهُ عَلِيمٌ بِذَاتِ الصُّدُورِ Intentions, they cannot be heard or seen. Words can be heard. Actions can be seen. So if He knows about what cannot be seen or heard, then what do you think about your words and actions that can be heard and seen. What do you think about that? إِنَّهُ عَلِيمٌ بِذَاتِ الصُّدُورِ Nothing about you is hidden from your Lord. So fear Him. How to have khashiyah of Allah? This is how you have khashiyah of Allah. Knowing that nothing about me is hidden from Allah. And He knows what my deficiencies are, what my faults are, what my sins are. So seek His pardon. In Surah Qaf, Ayah 16, Allah says, وَلَقَدْ خَلَقْنَا الْإِنسَانَ وَنَعْلَمُ مَا تُوَسْوِسُ بِهِ نَفْسُ We know what His soul whispers to Him. What you talk to yourself. The conversations you have only with yourself. You can't have them with even your best friend. You can't have them even with your mom. This is too embarrassing, too weird. Allah knows about that. In Surah Taha, Ayah 7, Allah says, وَإِن تَجْهَرُ بِالْقَوْلِ فَإِنَّهُ يَعْلَمُ السِّرَّ وَأَخْفَى If you publicize your words, Allah knows what is secret and what is even more hidden. How does He know? أَلَا يَعْلَمُ مَنْ خَلَقَ أَلَا أَ does, la, not, ya'lamu, he knows. Would he not know who, man khalaqa, the one who created? The one who created you. Shouldn't he know? Wouldn't he know? Of course he does. Because he's the creator. And he's not just the creator. Wahuwa al-latif al-khabir. He is al-latif al-khabir. Who is al-latif? Al-latif? From latafa, it has different meanings. Basically, it gives a meaning of to be very discreet. So, al-latif is the one who is aware of what is discreet, of what is hidden. We may be hiding it, but he is aware of it. Have you ever tried to hide things from people? Maybe not physical things, but maybe some ideas or some concepts or your intentions or your goals or whatever, your wishes. 
Have you tried to hide them from people? Have you? And then people try to get that out of you. So they ask you like a ton of questions and you're like, stop asking me. Right? We go to such great lengths to hide things. Allah is Al-Latif. He knows what we try to hide. Nothing's hidden from Him. Al-Khabir, the one who is aware. Khabir as in one who is aware of what is open. Because there are some things that we keep secret and there's other things that we publicize. We have no problem, no shame in publicizing them. So whether we keep it secret or we make it open, Allah is Al-Latif, so He knows what we hide. And He is Al-Khabir, He knows what we publicize. How? Because He is the Creator. He is Allah. In Surah Taha, Ayah 7, Allah says, وَإِن تَجْهَرُ بِالْقَوْلِ فَإِنَّهُ يَعْلَمُ السِّرَّ وَأَخْبَى I mentioned this earlier also. You hide your word, Allah knows what is secret and what is more hidden. Do you have any doubts about Allah's knowledge, about Allah's power? Look at the, look at what Allah has created. Look at His mulk. هُوَ الَّذِي He is the one who جَعَلَ لَكُمُ الْأَرْضَ Same question, right? How do we develop khashiyah of Allah? This is how you develop the khashiyah of Allah. He is the one who has made for you the earth. How has He made it? ذَلُول Tame. ذَلَّامْ لَامْ ذُلْ ذِلْ All the words from this root give the meaning of humility, being small, Right? So, ذَلُول is that which is tamed. That which is trained. Meaning, taught to be obedient. Alright? There are two animals. One is a wild one, and the other has been trained. It's tamed. Is there a difference? Huge difference. You tell the wild animal, you know, you make a sound or something, any sound, it's going to stare at you. No idea what you're saying. And the one who is trained... You give the command and it will run. It will do what you're telling it. So there's a huge difference. Allah has made the earth ذَلُولًا Tamed, meaning humbled. Where? For you as in under your feet. It's amazing. We can walk on the earth. This earth, what does it have inside of it? What? Fire. So much energy, so much fire. So many things are going on inside it. And we can walk on it. We can drive on it. We can travel on it. We can sleep on it. We can sit on it. Dhalul. And in this ayah, we see that the earth is portrayed as a creature, like an animal. Because the shoulders are mentioned later. So here, the earth has been tamed so that you can live on it. You can make your homes on it. You can walk on it. فَمْشُوا فِي مَنَاكِبِهَا So walk on its shoulders. Manakib is a plural of mankib. And mankib is shoulder. And mankib is also used for the side of anything. Because we've got two shoulders, right? There's like our sides. So mankib is also used for the side of something. It is said, سِرْنَا فِي مَنْكِبْ مِنَ الْأَرْضِ that we journeyed along a side of the land. So manakibiha, ha as in the earth, it's manakib, the earth's manakib, the earth's sides. What does that mean? It's roads, or it's elevated places, or it's slopes. 
Some have said that what this means is the earth is round because it's manakib, right? They have used this word to prove that the earth is round. Okay? Because, you know, you walk on its sides as in it's continuous. You know, it slopes. So just like your shoulder goes down, so the earth is constantly, no matter how much you walk on it, it's going down as in it's round. Okay? So they have interpreted it like that. But classically, manakib has been interpreted as mountains, slopes, uplands, elevated places. What does this mean? You can go anywhere on earth. High lands, low lands. You can walk on the shoulders of the earth. This is how tamed it is. You know, for example, there's a horse and you're riding it. Can you sit on its neck? No way. You can't. Cats. You can pet them, but have you tried grabbing their tails? Do they allow you to do that? No way. You can hold it, you can cuddle with it, you grab its tail, it's going to give you that look. It's going to try to release its tail. Isn't it? It's been with you since it was a kitten. The only human faces it's seen is your family and the vet. That's it. It trusts you. But it will not allow you to grab its tail. How is the earth? You can walk on its shoulders. You see the message here. If you can walk on somebody's shoulders, you can sit on their shoulders, what does it mean? What does it mean? You can do anything with them. فَمْشُوا فِي مَنَاكِبِهَا You can do anything on earth. You have so much freedom that Allah has given you. This earth Allah has created, it subservient to you. وَكُلُوا مِنْ رِزْقِهِ And eat from its provision. Meaning your food also comes from where? Where does it come from? From the earth. وَإِلَيْهِ النُّشُورِ And to him, to Allah, is the resurrection. From where? From your graves. When you will die and go into this earth, and this earth will consume you, it will eat you up, then you will come out of the earth on the day of judgment. So this earth is like a creature under your feet. You live on it. You travel on it. You do what you want on it. It's highlands and it's lowlands. You eat from it. And then when you die, you go back into it. And on the day of judgment, you will come out of it. أَلَمْ نَجْعَلِ الْأَرْضَ كِفَاتَ أَحْيَاءً وَأَمْوَاتَ It's like a container for the living and the dead. You're on the earth, and what's above you? The sky. Allah says, أَأَمِنْتُمْ Here you are walking so freely, walking on the shoulders of the earth. But do you realize there is someone above you? How can you feel secure from him? Just the other day I was with somebody in a store and uh, there were these music videos playing on big screens. Okay, And they said that how tolerant is Allah? That Allah has given so much freedom to man that act like crazy and do the most degrading things and scream and shout and dress and dance however you wish. And Allah does not approve of it. How tolerant is Allah? Isn't that amazing? How tolerant our Lord is. So we are reminded here, أَأَمِنْتُمْ Here you are on earth, but do you feel secure that man fi samai that the one in the sky, meaning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and remember sky, sama is used for that which is above you. Allah is above us. He's above His throne. عَلَى الْعَرْشِ So, أَأَمِنْتُمْ man fi samai 
Do you feel secure that the one who is in the heaven, that he can cause the earth to swallow you? Yes, he is high above, but al-mulk is biyadihi. And he can cause this very earth to swallow you. Yes, this earth is tame. Yes, it is humble beneath your feet. You walk up on its shoulders. However, Allah can cause this earth to swallow you. Crack open and take you in. فَإِذَا هِيَ تَمُورُ And then at once this earth would tamuru. It would sway. Meme wa'ura to sway, to move back and forth, to and fro. Meaning it would quake. Allah's mulk is complete. You have freedom right now. But realize that He still has full control over you. In the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَوْ يُؤَاخِذُ اللَّهُ النَّاسَ بِمَا كَسَبُوا مَا تَرَكَ عَلَى ظَهْرِهَا مِن If Allah were to hold people accountable, if He were to punish people, seize them for what they have done, not even a single creature would remain on the earth. Not even a single creature would survive. Because He can. أَأَمِنْتُمْ How can you feel secure then? You're walking on the earth that Allah has made. You're walking on the earth that Allah can cause to swallow you in an instant. So how can you walk and sin and disobey Him at the same time? You want to know how to have fear of Allah? Know that this earth beneath your feet can split open any second. The Prophet ﷺ, he would always make this dua in the evening and in the morning. Allahumma inni as'aluka al-'afiyata fi dunya wal akhirah. Oh Allah, I ask you for safety and well-being in this world and the hereafter. Allahumma inni as'aluka al-'afwa wal-'afiyah. Oh Allah, I ask you for pardon and safety and well-being fi dini wa dunyaya regarding my religion and my world. Wa ahli wa mali, my family and my wealth. Allahumma astur awrati wa amil rawati. O oh Allah, conceal my faults and calm my fears. Allahumma hafadni min bayni yadayya. O oh Allah, protect me from? From? Bayni yadayya. From? In front of me. Wa min khalfi. And from? Behind me. Wa an yamini. And from my right. Wa an shimali. And my left. Wa min fawqi. And above me. Wa a'udhu bi awamatika an ugtala min tahti. And I seek your protection that I should slip from under me. And one of the narrators, he said, وَأَعُوذُ بِعَظَمَتِكَ أَنْ أُغْتَالَ مِنْ تَحْتِي What this means is that I seek your protection lest the earth should swallow me. Don't have the earth break open beneath my feet and swallow me. أَأَمِنْتُمْ مَنْ فِي السَّمَاءِ أَنْ يَخْسِفَ بِكُمُ الْأَرْضَ فَإِذَا هِيَ تَمُورٌ or do you feel secure that man fi samai that the one who's in the sky ay yursila alaykum hasiba that he could send upon you a shower of stones hasib a wind that is very severe furious that picks up stones hasab and throws them do you feel secure that he who is in the heaven would not send against you a storm of stones is he not able to do that is he not able to do that? He is because biyadihil mulk. فَسَتَعْلَمُونَ كَيْفَ نَذِيرٌ Then you would know how severe was my warning. 
You want to know how to have khashiyah of Allah? This is how you have khashiyah of Allah. Realize that the sky belongs to Allah. The earth belongs to Allah. And what am I compared to the sky and the earth? So tiny. So unable, so weak. In a second, I can be finished. From beneath my feet or from above me. In Surah Al-An'am, Ayah 65, Allah says, قُلْ هُوَ الْقَادِرُ عَلَىٰ أَن يَبْعَثَ عَلَيْكُمْ عَذَابًا مِّن فَوْقِكُمْ أَوْ مِن تَحْتِ أَرْجُلِكُمْ Say that Allah is fully able to send a punishment against you from above you or from beneath your feet. He can do that. So why do you not fear Him? وَلَقَدْ كَذَّبَ الَّذِينَ مِن قَبْلِهِمْ Need more convincing? Look at the people around you. Look at the people who lived before you. There are those who denied. وَلَقَدْ كَذَّبَ الَّذِينَ مِن قَبْلِهِمْ And certainly the people before them denied. فَكَيْفَ كَانَ نَكِيرٌ So how terrible was my reproach? Meaning it was terrible. It was great. It was severe. It turned life into death. It turned homes into ruins. So take a lesson from history. Fear the punishment of Allah. Need more convincing? أَوَلَمْ يَرَوْ Have they not seen إِلَى الطَّيْرِ At the birds? Have they not looked at the birds? فَوْقَهُمْ Above them. The birds that fly above us. Allah says, have they not looked at the birds? صَافَّاتٍ Plural of the word صَافَّة And صَافَّة has two meanings. One meaning is صَافَّة As in one who is in a صَف In rows. Birds that are flying how? In rows, in ranks. Meaning, not randomly, not haphazardly, but in straight lines. And we'll be seeing more and more of them in the coming weeks. Safat. Another meaning is, Safat, Safa, is used for when a bird opens up its wings during flight. So when it's flying, its wings are open, that is the state of Safa. It is at Safatayr, meaning the birds have opened up their wings. They're flying. So صَافَّاتٍ Meaning the birds, how are they above you? How are they flying? With their wings open. Or in rows. Then what happens? وَيَقُبِضْنَ And they close them. Close what? They close the wings. Meaning they open the wings and then they, and then they close them. That's how they fly, right? Open and close. But notice something. Safat is a noun. And yaqbidna is a verb. Isn't it? Safat, ones who have their wings outstretched. Yaqbidna, they close or they fold. Because during flight, generally, birds have their wings open for longer duration. And they close them for how long? Barely a second. Because if they kept them closed, what would happen? They'd fall. Do you get it? And when you see birds in the sky flying, how are their wings? Closed? No. Are they closed like they are when they're sitting in a tree or on the ground or something? No. Their wings are open. So soft fat. They're open for longer compared to being closed. But they do close them for those brief moments. They bring their wings close to themselves. They fold them for those brief moments. But then what happens? Do they fall? No, they don't. مَا يُمْسِكُهُنَّ إِلَّا الرَّحْمَانِ مَا not يُمْسِكُهُنَّ 
He keeps them. He holds them. Meaning He holds them in the sky, not letting them fall. Who? Who does that? Illa rahman None does that except Ar-Rahman, the most merciful. This is Allah's mercy. Because according to the rules of gravity, as soon as the wings are folded, the bird should fall. It should, right? But it doesn't. Who keeps it from falling? Allah does. إِنَّهُ بِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ بَصِيرٍ Indeed, He is over all things seeing. You remember the name Al-Latif we learned? One meaning of Al-Latif is the one who is aware of even the most discreet things. And Al-Latif, another meaning is that the one who shows favors and kindness in ways that servants do not even know. In such a discreet way, we are receiving Allah's blessings that we don't even know. I mean, the way things happen, for example, for these birds, they should be falling, dropping from the sky. But they don't. He is Al-Latif, He is the most kind. He is Ar-Rahman. And with us also, He is merciful. He watches everything. In Surah Al-Nahl, Ayah 79, Allah says, أَلَمْ يَرَوْا إِلَى الطَّيْرِ مُسَخَّرَاتٍ فِي جَوِّ السَّمَاءِ مَا يُمْسِكُهُنَّ إِلَّا اللَّهِ Who holds them but Allah? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does. أَمَّنْ هَذَا الَّذِي أَمَّنْ Or who is it? هَذَا is this الَّذِي the one who Meaning who is it? Who? هُوَ جُنْدٌ لَكُمْ Who could be an army for you? What is that army that you could have that would yansurukum min dunir rahman that could help you against ar-rahman? Where is that army? What is that army that could protect you from Allah's punishment? What do you have to protect yourself? What is that army? Look at it. Amman hadha. Hadha. Despicable. Where is that? What is it? You don't have any that could protect you from Allah's punishment. And if you think you are safe from Allah's punishment, from Allah's grasp, then inil kafiruna illa fi ghurur. Then the deniers are not except in delusion. You're deceiving yourself. In these verses, what are we being reminded of? Allah's complete mulk. The fact that we don't even have control over our safety and well-being. No matter what steps we take, we're always in danger. No matter what we do, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala still has power over us. And there is nothing, no army that could save us from Allah's punishment. And if we think there is, then this is delusion, this is deception. So then who is the intelligent person? The one who mends his affairs, who, who fixes his affairs with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. أَمَّنْ هَذَا الَّذِي أَمَّنْ Or who? هَذَا is that الَّذِي The one who يَرْزُقُكُمْ He provides you. Who is it that could provide you? إِنْ أَمْسَكَ رِزْقَهُ If he withheld his provision. If Allah decided that he was not going to give you any provision anymore, who could provide you? Who could give you? Where could you eat from? Where could you get provision from? إِنْ أَمْسَكَ رِزْقَهُ if he withheld his provision, don't you see your dependency on Allah? You think you can run away? You think you don't need him? Balladju. Bal rather. Ladju. They have persisted. Lam jim jim. 
Lajaj is to persist upon something, to become stubborn, unyielding. So Balladju, they have persisted fi utuwin in insolence, wanufur and in aversion. What is utu? Utu is disobedience. But what kind of disobedience? With pride? You know, like daring to disobey. Like very daring. When a person has the audacity to disobey without any shame, without any fear, without any guilt, this is utu. And nufur, nun fara, aversion. When you dislike something. And when you dislike it, you avoid it, you run away from it. So they have persisted in utu, in disobedience, with pride. And they have persisted in nufur, in aversion, running away from the truth, avoiding it. This is what many people do. If you look at these verses, what are we being reminded of? Allah is the Malik. We are the Mamluk. And then, it's demonstrated over here that how weak we are. And finally it is said that who could provide you if Allah withholds His provision? But the way of people, how is it? That despite all warnings, they are very arrogant. So they don't believe. They're not even interested in believing. They don't even want to hear. They just increase in nufur, in running away. Specifically what is mentioned in this ayah of the fact that Allah can withhold His provision. What does that mean? Some have said that this means that if he withholds rain, then where would you get rain from? Now, we see that when there is no rain, yes, there are consequences, right? But what do people do? They get water from somewhere else, through irrigation or whatever. And yes, it's not the same. But people still survive. They still make do. But the Prophet ﷺ said, famine would not break out because of drought. That just because there is no rain doesn't mean that there will be famine, there will be no food. But there would be famine despite heavy rainfall. Why? Because nothing would grow from the earth. Nothing would grow from the earth. So just because we have the water, and just because we have the land, and just because we have the seeds, does not mean that we will have provision. That's not necessary. There can be different reasons because of which people can be deprived of rizq. Different reasons. With rain. In Surah Saba, Ayah 24, Allah says, قُلْ مَنْ يَرْزُقُكُمْ مِنَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ Who is it that provides you from the skies and from the earth? Whether it's rain that's coming down or plants that are growing from the earth. Who makes that happen? Who makes that happen? Allah does. So if He makes it happen, He can also stop that from happening. Because بِيَدِهِ mulk, In His hand is the dominion. Full control. So now, we are given two options. A comparison is made. Between the one who realizes he's in Allah's mulk. So he is fearful of Allah. And he lives life conscious of Allah. And then there's another person who's just lost in himself. He's just giving in to his temptation. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. أَلَا يَعْلَمُ مَنْ خَلَقَ وَهُوَ اللَّطِيفُ الْخَبِيرُ